0: Some TLC to the books that were written by black and POC authors, creating a space that is for us by us. This is the audiobook club that you don't want to miss. So grab your tea, cop a seat, and join the conversation on the Concrete Diaries with me, Carlisa Simone. On this episode of Connecting Blocks, we are on the topic of wellness, spirituality, religion, and health. And with me I have Melinda, Rahima, mm. uh, <laughs> Aja, and Gabriella. Okay, so can guys, like, hello. Like okay. give a background of yourself and introduce yourself properly.
1: Okay, sure. Well, hi, everyone. I am based in the beauty industry. I most recently developed products for L'Oreal Paris Makeup. But at my core and in my personal life, I'm definitely an avid lifestyle, health, wellness type of person. I think, although my craft, I, I recognize my craft is more than skin deep. I'm under the belief where, you know, we should be treating ourselves, you know, from the inside out and, I try to send out good energy and positive vibes as much as possible and definitely excited to dig a little deeper on this
0: topic today so thanks. (laughs) No problem. Rahima? Hello I'm Rahima. I'm from upstate New York. I have five siblings and I'm majoring in advertising marketing communications and I go to college in the city and I'm thinking about like going into the skincare because I really like skincare and stuff so I'm thinking about after, I might go into that
2: soon. Okay. My name is Aja. I'm from Maryland. I also go to FIT as an AMC major. I definitely like beauty. I guess in terms of, like, religion, I'm more of, like, a spiritual person. I like to appreciate everything from religion, too. And definitely, I'm more of, like, a natural, like, organic just because of the way my mom raised me. I'm very, like, open-minded, so I like to hear everybody's, like, experiences and, like, views and opinions on different things. So I'm excited to see what we'll get into today.
3: Okay, I'm Gabby. I go to school at Hunter College. I'm 20. And right now I'm majoring in psychology and dance. So what I'm hoping to do with that is hopefully be a child life specialist and then get my master's in health administration so that I can open up my own mental health clinic. Hopefully in the future, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm. I, oh, okay. Thank you. I actually really like um beauty and spirituality. I'm more of a skincare person. My skincare collection is very. Extreme, I would say.
0: <laughs> okay, so this topic, I feel like it's more needed now than ever, just to bring some positivity, but also shed some light on some of the dysfunctions in this society. So I'm gonna do each part um, separately so we can start with health first. Um, health regarding like this whole COVID 19 process, like even testing, some people can't afford healthcare and stuff like that. So my first question is, have any of you experienced where you've been at a disadvantage where you can't take care of yourself properly due to lack of funds or lack of resources?
3: I'll start. I think that, I mean, me personally, yeah, I went through like a whole thing with my mental health where I had to wait, it was very extensive. So first I had to wait a year for a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. And then once I got that psychiatrist, then I had to, then she finally prescribed me with proper medication. And then the insurance company so she prescribed it and then the insurance company had to say whether or not I actually needed it. And even if she said to them that I actually needed the medication, they still didn't approve it. Mm-hmm. So it was a long process to like changing insurances and then doing a whole different thing. So even like people with insurance, they I think insurance is very limited and they don't let people acquire what they need to acquire. I mean, but I definitely feel like being in New York, we're very privileged to have the healthcare system that we have, especially for women. The fact that we get certain rights here that we don't get in other states, this is very scary. Even just in New Jersey, across the the river, it's very different from here. So I feel like with our bodies, we're very privileged to have that control and we get to say what we want.
2: Mm. (laughs) I feel like it kind of like depends for me because I've had my family have kind of like an economic change in the last maybe two years. And I'm from Maryland moving to New York, but everything's still kind of based in Maryland. So all my insurances and everything that are maybe covered by my family are here. So if I had to do anything in New York, I would have to either use the school's insurance or I'd have to just pay for it by myself. So I'm like, fortunately enough, Whole Foods, or at least when I was living in a dorm before I went to FIT, I was able to cover some things on my own because I was getting paid enough and I was working enough at Whole Foods so I can cover it by myself. But now that I have my own apartment, and you know, basically, I'm basically living paycheck to paycheck, it's much harder to try to like support myself. And if I do have any issues, is I have to come down all the way back to Maryland for anything to be covered. And then if that goes, the insurance covers, then it's like basically up in the air. I have to wait for to get a procedure done or something like that. For instance, I had to get my wisdom teeth taken out but because I waited so long, because you know I was in New York and I couldn't find a time to come down here, there was a lot of complications and everything. And then insurance didn't cover half of it, so I had to only get like half of my wisdom teeth out, and I got to like, wait. <laughs> <And, laughs> yo, <laughs> <laughs> it was just a whole headache in itself. But well, I'm sure it'll work out fine. But it was just it was back in December, but still just having to like, do all that, and then finding out that I could only get like, half hanging out because it was they're like I don't know something with a nerve lining and the way how far the tooth was down it's it's a headache and it makes you realize like how much money in control of everything because i'm like if i had the funds and if or if my family had the funds to be able to like, take all the, all the wisdom teeth out or you know so i won't have any issues or you know health problems in the future then it'll be fine but like, since not since we don't and i don't and i'm also living in new york then it's hard and i just kind of have to like, do what i can and <laughs> you know, be precautious of everyday things so I don't mess up so I have to go to the emergency room or, especially now, go to, like, emergency dentist or whatever. Mm-hmm. If I mess anything up, I'm gonna be done. <laughs> I'm going to have to wait or, like, I don't even know. Like, this lady, a customer I had told me that it's, like, an extra $100 for you to get, like, an emergency procedure the dentist or doctor um, right now because, mm-hmm. I guess, all of them are... Trying to handle the COVID patients. I'm really blessed to have, like,
0: my parents are like with for my health insurance and stuff. So I haven't had any like problems with it, but my mom has. She had surgery, it was like three years ago, and the surgery went bad. And they, it was during her, they were tying something, I think, near her ovaries or something. And then the doctor, like, he came in late the first time and then he he did something wrong like he messed up my mom was like the intestines or something in there oh, and did you sue like, she, no mom. <laughs> my mom was we are not to about suing get your coins and, yeah and then they were saying that we had to like wait for a couple of times before i don't know it didn't really make sense i was literally I'm like, this doesn't make sense but that was like a big problem my mom had. So I think we're going to look into that because my, one of my, yeah.
2: moms,
0: <laughs> she was like, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I collect like that. Oh my God. Yeah.
0: But you know, before I get to you, Melinda. But you know, this is often a common theme where, oftentimes, black and brown women are yeah. often neglected in the in the hospitals and health cares. You say like something hurts, and it's like, oh, she's over exaggerating. Next thing you know, so many females, especially when they're they're giving birth, die because of it. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because they're not getting taken seriously. Yeah. So before I go deeper into that, Melinda. Mm-hmm.
1: I would say that I have a very similar experience to Gabriella in the sense that I decided I took it upon myself to start going to therapy a little more than six months ago. (laughs) And it's sometimes frustrating when you have some of the resources that don't necessarily come through for you. For example, I have health insurance and there's certain doctors that are covered Mm -hmm. or certain therapists or psychologists that are covered through uh, health insurance. If you're going through the motions and trying to connect the dots in the sense that you want to make sure that you have local pays or you're going the route that you should be so that you're being smart about it while getting the, the help that you need. I mean, like I've had to go through a lot of like phone calls and the waiting period of a few months to really hone down on a doctor that was right for me. And a lot of the doctors that were listed weren't really renowned in in this space because like uh, patient reviews weren't very great or things like that. All that to say, it's frustrating sometimes when you have resources, you're still in a space where you have to do a little bit more to connect the dots for other people to help you.
0: So do you think like there are resources to educate people enough about what resources are best for them in a way like you just said about going through reviews and stuff like that but there's some people who need help but they don't know where to start because there's no resources present for them
1: right I think it's, I think it's all trial and error. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I still wasn't exploring other things to really fine tune a, I guess, system perhaps for me to really get what I need in terms out of that. But I think for people who don't know where to start, I think it's a good dialogue to have with other people who are in the same space. Mm-hmm. I think we're a lot more connected than we think we are a lot of times, especially during this time where we're so distanced and isolated from, from everyone. It's so easy to feel like you're alone. Mm-hmm. As On the topic of mental health, I think a lot of times, if you're scrolling down your Instagram feed, you see a lot of ads now for apps like Headspace where you literally plug in your information. And it'll kind of prompt you. It's kind of like a quiz, like, are you feeling this, this, and this? I haven't personally used it myself, but I think, it's a, I think it's a good tool to start in a way to kind of connect you with doctors in your area or maybe clinics, you know, like support groups. I think there's a lot of opportunities for things like that is to connect with other people that have, that have perhaps been through it already or are thinking about doing the same thing and, and going from there
0: so you really brought up our next topic is mental health especially during this time where like you said we are isolated and stuff like that do you feel that there has been a shift in seeing the importance of mental health because i know especially in the black and brown communities we don't really see mental health as a priority it's more of so like leave it up to god and stuff like that do you think people are starting to take it more seriously now
3: I feel like yes and no, because I feel like there's still so much stigma about mental health. For example, I struggle a lot with my parents to take me seriously when it comes to my depression and anxiety. I, I, I just think it's the generational gap between our generation and our parents' generation who are the working class right now. You know, I feel like it might get more serious once we become the working class and the adult class, I guess. But right now, it's a lot of taboo and it's not taken as seriously as it should be. I mean, New York it is because we live in a bubble and New York is like a utopia, Mm -hmm. but like in other states or in other countries, you know, it's not seen as a serious thing and it's not like advocated for enough as it is here. I personally don't think it's taken as seriously as it should be, especially with the teen suicide rates, even with veterans like when they get PTSD when they come back from being abroad or even different situations where you have to take it seriously, I feel like they're
2: not. But yeah, I definitely agree with you. Maybe in other generations it wasn't as talked about. Maybe because there's different issues people were focusing on then or maybe during their lifetimes so it just wasn't, you know, a big issue or if it was brought up they'd be like, oh, well, you're being like ungrateful or something like that. I just feel like there was a lot of excuses mm-hmm. like, their parents to them. Like, you shouldn't be worried about your emotions when you're worried about the next meal you're about to have or worried about where your clothes are gonna come from or something like that. It's just different. Maybe they just didn't know how to handle their emotions. Cause I feel that's definitely the thing from past generations is expressing your emotions, especially in the minority, black and brown communities. If you express anything, we'll say like, I'll say toxic relationships, for example. So say your grandfather and grandmother had a toxic relationship, but they stayed together. Mind you, that does damage to if the kid sees it or like your parents see it, that does damage to your mental health and somehow it just kind of brings whatever you saw from their relationship into the next relationship that you might have. And a lot of people don't talk about that because they don't address it. It definitely has a lot to do with your mental health and how you handle things. You're not expressing your emotions.
3: That's called generational trauma. (laughs)
2: Mm. <laughs> Define it for people who don't um, know what that is.
3: So basically what, what I just explained, it's like when, let's say, like like she explained, like it just gets passed down from generation to generation if you don't deal with it and you don't break the generational curses. It's you're just going to keep repeating the same pattern as like your previous take uh, caretaker did to you. So it's important that you break that generational um, pattern and you do your own thing. So that, let's say if you do choose to have the next generation of your own then you educate them enough and they aren't as impacted as you were for me.
1: Mm. Uh, I definitely agree with both of you I think it's really important to define those terms because although we may experience it and really know it in our day-to-day lives it's hard to kind of put your finger on it in my personal experience growing up in a Latino household my mother's Cuban my father's Puerto Rican but also a religious household. You know, I already was exposed to a certain set of cultural and religious values at a really young age. Extended family tends to be a little more defined as what you would consider a family of older values or older generational way of thinking. But I am fortunate that my family is very vocal and, and understanding when it comes to talks about emotions and feelings, even in within my journey of Taking that step of my own to say, like I don't really recognize myself in the mirror anymore. I think I need to really advocate for my mental health and take the step to seek, you know, therapy and and see what this can do for me. It's even something as little as the people closest. To me calling it or referring to them as doctor's appointments as opposed to therapy sessions it's those little things that although they are 110 percent supportive and i'm so thankful for that because i recognize that's not the case across the board it's still kind of embedded in the way that we have a dialogue about those kind of things where it's there but we don't want to necessarily call it out or say what it is really
0: mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree with that, too. Most people think health, physical, but then they also also think about their mental health, too. So I think more people here in this country are taking care of that or now realizing they need to take care of their mental health because also things like meditating or good sleep and then trying to reduce stress all affects that, too.
2: Mm -hmm. Imagine how much happier New Yorkers would be if they just... Mm -hmm. A solid eight
1: hours. (laughs) (laughs)
2: But people
0: don't realize that your mental health can become physical because stress, telltale signs of stress is higher rates of higher levels of cortisol. And higher levels of cortisol can then turn into so many different things, even from your skin. So I feel as though we do need to take mental health seriously. I wanted to mention, so I was on Twitter Where all good things go to die, and some girl said, "For all the people who are contemplating suicide, make sure you get it right this time because nobody has time for your attempts right now. You can't be so. So if you're gonna do it, do it right." And I was just the fact that you were bold enough to come on this internet and tell people. This. Did she like read it before she posted it? Of course you have to read it before you post that crap. Of course you have to read it. Oh my God. And the fact that you were okay after reading it. And after somebody called her out and then it went viral, that's when she took it down. But you know what's more upsetting is that she posted it and you see a hundred other people or four hundred other people retweet it and there's people that actually agree with this mentality, you know? Right, I think it's
1: like, like it's definitely indicative of the ignorance of the mental health space. I mean, that's like a telltale sign. And it takes someone to hold that person accountable to be able to say, oh, maybe that was distasteful or that was a big mistake. I mean, to say the least, that's a horrible thing to say.
2: For real, I'm like, I, mm, that never makes sense to me when people write these things and then want to feel bad once they get caught. No, you should have felt bad from the start <laughs> that you even had the, the thought to type that out and post it somewhere. Why would you uh, it just it doesn't make sense to me at all. It was like just that thought process that you think that this is okay. Exactly. But some people they don't have that red flag that'd be like, oh maybe this might hurt somebody's feelings or this might somebody set somebody mm-hmm. like off the edge. Sense
3: is not <laughs> that common.
2: Right. Common sense is not that common. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, yo, okay. All right. Um I'm gonna head into
0: spirituality and religion. So can each of you tell me if you have any religion or spiritual backgrounds?
1: Like I mentioned before, I grew up in a religious household. So, I mean, my father grew up in the Christian church. My mother grew up in the Catholic church. So just based on where we are, I grew up in the Catholic church.
0: I'm Muslim. I'm also in a really religious household too. So I grew up
2: being a Sunni Muslim. I had a couple different So there was Christianity. Um, Yeah, we'll say. So when I was younger, I would go to church from time to time with my aunt. And like my parents would try to figure out which church fit with them. My mom is more spiritual as far as like maybe Buddhism. I don't even know how to describe spiritual when it comes to it. Because there's just kind of like so many aspects to it, depending on Mm -hmm. where you are or who you are. Like you don't really have to go to church. It's more of like meditation. So that kind of came down as I got older, but my dad is still very much, he was raised in like a Christian household. So his comfort is more into going to church if things get rough or something like that. As far as myself, I think I'm just more of a spiritual. I don't really consider myself too religious. I feel like it's um, really sensitive depending on who you're talking to if you bring up any questions or anything I'll say spiritual
3: my mom is extremely Catholic we have a giant Jesus picture on the wall (laughs) yeah she's incredibly Catholic my dad not so much I mean he believes in God but he doesn't go to church Mm -hmm. me personally I'm I don't know. I feel like I would like to dive into Buddhism, but I'm definitely more spiritual type. I'm very agnostic, I guess I would say, which is um, meaning that you believe there's a higher being out there, but not necessarily a God. Like, Mm. So that's where I lean into.
0: Okay. The reason why I brought up religion and spirituality, is because I would like to show people that we can coexist, Mm -hmm. that we can communicate, because there's a lot of Hate between religions and spirituals. I wanted to dive deeper into your belief systems. For example, I don't really know a lot about like, crystals and all stuff like that. Can we start there? Can you explain the crystal system
2: and the altars and whatnot? Yeah, so um, I have a lot of crystals. I can show y'all some here. This is the whole bunch. So, all different crystals have different energies and different meanings to them. So this one I have here is called Free Trite. It's more for friendship. They have some that are for creativity, for clearing your energy. It's kind of when you start wearing like beads that, you know, like the evil eye beads? Yeah. The ones where it's supposed to be warding off negative energy or something like that. So that's kind of what crystals have. They have different properties that you want to bring into your life or like you want to clear anything Mm -hmm. away just as far as negative energy, something like that, or bring in positive energy or love or abundance to you. Then it's stuff like that. You just have to go more into it as far as what you want or what you feel is right for you if you're attracted to something. I was just wondering, why do crystals get a bad rep? I honestly don't know. I feel like there's a lot of... I can't even think of the word for it. There's like a... St- like st-
1: a bad stigma?
2: Yeah, there's something like that. I won't even necessarily call it bad, but I've been seeing that it's becoming more popular, I guess more trendy. Like I've been seeing Urban Outfitters starting to sell like
3: <laughs> yeah yeah, <it's>
2: yeah. <laughs> I have no idea and I'm yeah. like
3: they, they saw know. the uh, the sage too I and mean, when the yeah, pan- pan- like, mm-hmm. i'm like all oh, that don't, they don't like don't first know. it was witchcraft and now it's trendy just because the white people started doing it like
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's it literally that's it as soon as soon as white people get hip on any little tiny thing, it's like all of a sudden it's a trend, like KO. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden they're about to go out, put in everything, got me in urban <laughs> outfitters, got me in all like the hip. Uh, what was that? What was that one word? Um, Hippie? Hipster, yeah, the hipster, hipster. starts coming in. Mm-hmm vegan shop in Brooklyn, nobody really pays attention to, like, the deep cleaning. They don't even cleanse those
3: crystals first of all. They just be buying the crystals and just expecting it to do whatever they think it's going to do. Like, no, you have to cleanse it, you have to wash it, you have to, like, make sure you pray to it and make sure that, like, it's clean energy only. Because if you buy any crystal from anywhere, you don't know what energy that crystal has you don't know where it's been you don't know who's worn it, you don't know what energy it has for you to wear it or carry it with you and not mm-hmm. know where it's from or like just think it's cute like that can be really dangerous
2: yeah and i'm like you're not supposed to touch other people's crystals too because if they see you, a lot of people if they see you wearing a crystal necklace whether it be open or whether it be inside usually I like to wear it inside just so like it's more like to me and keeps my energy in and it's own,
1: like close be- to you
2: yeah exactly mm-hmm. like if I decide to wear one out or if I just you know forget to have it in or whatever type of shirt I'm wearing then it's like people automatically want to reach for my crystal and I'm like oh no yeah like <laughs> like please it's like my hair nobody asked you to do that please mm-hmm. I'm like please don't like I don't know how you're feeling and it's it's almost similar to when if you go to a hairdresser and that hairdresser is angry and you start like feeling how they feel in you because they're touching that crown on your head and like oh. all their things, like, into you and i'm like you ain't asked for all that but it's like, you can't help it because they're touching you just putting that energy into you because something's wrong with them but it's like similar to people touching you or touching your crystals I was like, I don't, I don't need all that, y'all. I'm just you
0: trying. see? Not every, even me included, I didn't know, like, the significance of that. <laughs> and then people go out and buy these crystals and then they wonder why their life is fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> allow that to happen.
3: Listen, the only place I get my crystals is from the crackhead district in lower Manhattan.
2: <laughs> That's it, me too. What? <laughs>
3: They're they're called botanicas. I don't know what the word is in English, but they're called botanicas. Mm -hmm. So they sell like all kinds of crystals. It's just like the energy when you step into those places, they're like so pure. So these crystals (laughs) are like pure, pure. So they have crystals. They have like the things that you can burn. They have incense. They have all kinds of stuff. But you can tell that it's a genuine store. Like namaste.
2: the like urban <laughs> outfit it's like
0: it's <laughs> not none of that <laughs> it's too true okay so <laughs> thank you for sharing I you. uh rahima can you please go into the muslim culture the muslim religion because i know mm-hmm. that gets a lot of hate especially mm-hmm. relating muslim culture to terrorism yep who can you <laughs> go deeper into that yeah i don't even know what to start Hmm. Like, should I say like the beliefs or like what we believe beliefs in and stuff like that? and just an explanation, for example, the significance of why you wear the hijabi, mm-hmm. why you wear certain yeah. garbs, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'll start with like why I wear the hijab. So I started wearing the hijab, well, I was part-time from first grade to fifth. And then from sixth through on, I've been wearing it full-time. and. So I wear it because God wanted us to and to identify ourselves as Muslims. And I also hope to like, change their perception of what they think Muslims are. Mm-hmm. It saddens me when you hear or see Muslim women or you see videos of like, people being attacked or like, people taking off this and stuff. And I'm like, no, like, I haven't experienced that so far, even though like I live around in this neighborhood it's, like mostly white people, but I haven't experienced that. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, there's a lot of reasons why people take it off, but I don't think I would ever take it off because I feel like I'll be missing a part of myself or literally my identity, like, and then what am I gonna do with all these scars I have? Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. We also pray five times a day facing the Kaaba. If you guys seen it, it's like a cube. It's like in Saudi Arabia in Mecca. So mm-hmm. we, every day, every five times a day, we, we pray like facing towards that direction. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I grew up in a pretty religious household. Islam is like a part of everything we do and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Sunni Muslims and then the rest of the Muslims don't consider themselves as Muslim because they read the Quran and take it's like someone reading something and taking parts of it and then saying like to fit their, their own it. argument. Yeah. 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 They're, so they're taking a part of the Quran, and saying like a sentence, and then they're literally saying, let's go do this. The reason why, like, for the Quran you have to interpret it you have to look at the Sunnah which is the Prophet like his teachings and stuff like, you can't literally do that so we don't consider themselves as Muslim mm-hmm. they're not following like the teachings and then they're not like reading the whole like, I feel or, like, like
3: this reminds me I could be totally wrong but like mm-hmm. the white version of ISIS is basically the Ku Klux Klan because the <laughs> Ku Klux Klan used to do the same thing in the Bible mm-hmm. they used to make up like different um mm-hmm. They used to take verses of the Bible and they used to say like, Oh, see, this is why Jesus said that black people are not Mm. supposed to live or whatever. Like they would Mm -hmm. take the Bible and use it for their own principles, which is basically the same thing as you're saying that ISIS is doing for themselves. Mm. It's crazy how we have like these two comparisons, but one is accepted more than the other. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. But and, even in that aspect, like it doesn't even have to be extreme as ISIS and the Ku Klux Klan. We see it from like even a gay perspective. You know, well, the Bible made Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. Adam and Steve. People love that argument. But guess what? The Bible also says not to have tattoos, not to have piercings, not to do this, not to be overweight, not to be gluttonous. And guess what? I do all of that. <laughs> so, you know, no sin is greater than any other sin, is what I'm trying to say, even if you yeah. see it as a sin and it may not even be a sin it isn't a sin you know what I'm saying I feel like anything born in love shouldn't be a sin but that's
3: just my I think people just need to stop judging other people for what they want to do with their lives
2: mm-hmm. right mind your business like it
3: costs zero dollars and zero cents to stay in your lane and mind yep.
2: <laughs> I'm like, bro, if you're worried about two other people in their own homes doing whatever they want to do in the comfort of their own space why does it matter to you it right. don't make sense. It like People mm-hmm. act like they personally went into their house and did all these things and then took their money and robbed them at the same time. Nobody's doing these things. I'm like, all you have to do is just stick to yourself and worry about yourself. And mm-hmm. everybody wants to dictate over everybody else's life. when well, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah.
3: But their argument is though, like the other side is that apparently we're pushing the gay agenda on them. Oh, I already spoke on that, the gay agenda. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> I love that, the gay agenda. Have you guys seen, there's a picture yep. of like the gay agenda and it's so <laughs> like really funny. Like I was having this conversation the other day with this guy who low key, he's mad transphobic. And he was saying how like, he doesn't understand why trans people need to like do the gender realignment surgery. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't understand why trans people have to switch their, their genitals completely. And, like, there's a lot of people that think that trans people are, like, sick or that it's a mental illness or whatever. And it's really just unfortunate how, you know, people just don't accept others. Like, let's just, like, let people live their lives. Like, mm. if, it just makes no sense to me. Somebody wanting to be a girl has no, in no way, accepts, in no way, ruins your life or makes your life right. harder. The only way that it would affect you is if you're a family member of that person, I guess. If, if That would be your argument. Like, if you're a mom, and your son wants to all all of a sudden be a daughter like okay that then it would affect you because you have to learn how to navigate that But other than that if you're a complete stranger and it's bothering you that Katie wants to be Bryce like come on
0: you could just say nothing right (laughs) so getting back to the Muslim culture I've noticed a theme and people are starting to pick it up now when you see finally see representation of a Muslim woman Mm. (laughs) <laughs> and she has a love interest. Why she always has to take off her hijab for a white boy? I don't know. The representation in the media is really bad. You don't see in the movies and stuff, they perceive them as oppressed or how you're saying they take off their hijab after them. This doesn't make sense. There's a, plenty of Muslims are normal or why they're pushing that agenda. Because like Halima Adin, she's a IMG model and mm-hmm. she's really good, like, a lot of people look up to her, including me, how she's pushing everything. She became an IMG model was she went to Minnesota. Oh, Miss Minnesota. She went viral. And then like IMG like contacted her and that's how she became a model. It should just show some people that are obviously doing some good stuff in the world instead of doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that wear the niqab covers, but just it leaves the eyes. Mm-hmm. And the Burka, it's like really full on. Everything is closed. But then like sometimes even the eyes. Why do some people wear the niqab? Oh, some people wear it because they just choose to wear it. Like most of the people, they, they choose to wear it. But then unfortunately, there's men or even family members that are pushing themselves, like pushing the females to wear it, which doesn't make that I don't believe in that. Don't push someone to wear what they don't want to wear. I'm wearing this, I'm wearing it for myself. Um, Because there's a lot of people also that, like Muslim guys are like, oh, you're not wearing it right. Or telling Muslim women, who are you to talk? You're not the one that's even wearing it. You have no right to say what other people should be wearing. They always tell me like how people, men, are telling them to wear it like a certain way. Or, oh, you're not wearing it good. Or your your dress or your shirt is too tight or stuff like that but yeah literally but that makes no sense because they don't even wear those i know which is why yeah which is why it annoys me the most they're not even wearing it melinda
1: (laughs) i'll tie a a little bow on the on this topic rahima yes Okay. I just want to say it's really cool to hear you explain from your perspective and your experience, how you've been you know, raised within your religion because in November I went on a two week trip to Morocco and the majority of the population is, is Muslim. So hearing you talk about it and, and living it in real time. I was in Casablanca for a few days and I had the opportunity to go to the Hassan mosque where mm. a lot of people go to pray and There's a call to prayer five times a day. Mm-hmm. And it's, really, it's a really special, especially as someone who's, who isn't a part of that community, it's really special to be in the moment and to hear the call to prayer. And it just take up so much space around you. And I, I just want to say it's really cool to hear you talk about it and to actually like experience that and get a little bit of a taste of a different culture. It's like really mm-hmm. cool to appreciate that.
0: Thank you. Um, Um, Before you start, I just wanted to um, expand on that. So that's one of the main reasons why I specifically wanted people of diverse backgrounds to explain their experience because oftentimes we hear these experiences from someone who is not of the background and sometimes it gets left into their own interpretation and bias. So when you finally have like a genuine person who has lived this and experiences and seen it for themselves, I feel like we can all learn from your experience. Thank you. Melinda.
1: So I grew up in the Catholic Church, and Carlisa, you kind of talked about the, you kind of really topped it off with the top line, like, debate and stressful tensions in the lgbtq space you know sex before marriage is like also like a big topic of conversation pro-life versus pro-choice there's a lot of hot button topics that i love to press
3: those buttons by the way same that's why we're here
1: (laughs) (laughs) um Yeah, so there's a lot of top line conversations and dialogues that happen within this community. In my experience, just growing up in the church and just having certain family values, I think what's most important, we were talking about before a transgender couple or a gay couple, it's kind of weird to talk about because although it's so valid, like in my experience, I just don't see any problem with that. I grew up in a house where you treat people the way you want to be treated, you know, all love, all good energy, just respect people and try to help people along their personal journeys. Everyone's going through something. When I hear and see specific cases of people kind of like putting their nose and giving their two cents about other people's relationships and saying things like, oh, that's not in the Bible. Like two people of the same sex can't be like not even something that crosses my mind. It's interesting to say the least to talk about it. But I think Like you said, love is love. Bottom line is just the way that we treat people. It's the actions that we put out into the world that are going to come back to us, but also have an impact on other people. Like, I'm a firm believer in that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you want to push some of these hot button topics, and I mean, there's a lot of them.
0: They are. But at the end of the day, the reason why I push them is because you have to show people their own bias. And their own stupidity sometimes. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? And hold because them accountable. Right, exactly. And you have to show them their life too of how you're being hypocritical in so many senses and why we can't just easily coexist.
1: And on the topic we spoke about before with, you know, this old mentality or old way of thinking versus now, I mean, we've definitely all had conversations with whether it's people in our family or other people where our ideals just are butting heads and Mm -hmm. you're in a sense cut from the same cloth. So it's really interesting how generations are, there's a distance between us because of the generations and the way that we think, but we come from the same place.
0: Right. But I feel like we're now becoming more and more educated. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Everybody's in tune with their own belief system. I believe what it is and this is the way it is. We're now being forced to educate ourselves. When you're seeing and digesting different information, you have to rethink your thought patterns.
2: Mm. Yeah. I just want to add one quick thing. I feel like that's a really important point, especially when I start to ask questions especially if it's to if I have friends that are very heavily Catholic or very heavily Christian and then they kind of bring up some ideals that don't really make sense or kind of contrast to what they're doing instead of what they're preaching if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and I'm like I ask questions because I want you to realize that like what you're saying is being hypocritical to what you're doing so I'm like do you realize you're being you're preaching the opposite of what you're Saying, I'm like so. <laughs> do you realize that? And then they get mad at me because I'm I'm starting to turn some knobs, and right. and then they start getting like very defensive and hesitant. And I'm not coming for your whole like belief system. I'm not coming for the religion at all. I'm just asking you personally. Do you understand like, where these two? wires are not connecting.
0: (laughs) And sometimes it's not even from the Bible. Sometimes it's just from your parents, from family members. Personally, we just need to cut out religion. It's all about your relationship with God at the end of the day. Because these religions and um, belief systems, I feel like they were brought up mostly from the priest, from your family, from previous prejudice. If you just say you have a relationship with your God and this is what feels comfortable to you, I feel like that should be more acceptable at the end of the day. Because as soon as you say, oh, I'm a witch and I'm a Christian, all of a sudden everybody's like, oh no, witch is bad. (laughs) But when Mm -hmm. you say, oh, I have crystals and it's to do this, it's supposed to cleanse my aura and stuff like that. Because we all do certain things. I feel like we have the same traditions in a way, if that makes sense. But it, it's saying the same thing in different languages to me. Yeah. Yeah. So you have crystals. I have the Holy Ghost. It's the same type of thing. It's like auras yeah. at the end yeah. of the day.
3: <laughs> but that's what I mean. This is going to be a very, okay, touchy thing to say. Religion was just, in my perspective, I've f- just Catholic. Catholicism, because that's the one that I've been brought up with the most, mm-hmm. I honestly feel like it was invented by white men to oppress women and to just uphold their own type of saying, and I feel like to break these ties when women, not just women, but like when people want to just have their own relationship with God, because it's not strictly followed by what these people said had to happen, it's automatically seen as a bad thing, when in reality, like, the Bible is an instrument for you to get closer to God, whatever yeah, Bible yeah. is, you know, the Iran, the, I don't know what the Hebrew one is called, but that one too. Like whatever yeah, yeah. Bible you follow that's supposed to just make a connection with God better. It doesn't mean that it's like a set guideline for how you're supposed to follow your life. I think people just need to get into that. Like, instead of criticizing and instead of saying, oh, you're not doing the right thing or you're not doing the right thing, just let people do whatever they want, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's really valid. I think we hear a lot
1: of conversations about people saying what they believe as fact, although it may be uh, factual for them and very much the way that they live their life. I think more than anything, we can learn so much from each other coming from different spaces and mm-hmm. really thrive in that. Because like you said, Carlita, I mean, we are kind of, you know, all in a conglomerate of believing the same things, but in different, using different
0: tools and techniques to right. fulfill that. Right, mm-hmm. right. have to say something too. Even in Islam, like, people mix up the culture and religion are different. Like people try to (laughs) People try to bring their culture into like religion, like how they're oppressing women or saying that women are beneath them or trying to be like, oh, you stay in the kitchen or stay at home. And their mentality, they bring their culture into religion. You shouldn't be doing that. There's a lot of instances, even in the Middle East and in Africa included, I'm African. They bring it in, like how they're acting towards women or like, oh, bring the food. Like you can get up on your own and go get your food. Get your own, plate. get your own damn plate. Yeah, literally it's a tradition to bring when they're Africans, like there's a bowl and then you bring soap and then they wash their hands there and then they eat like, and then the woman takes it away. But for me, I believe that they should get up, go to the sink or back and go wash your hands and come eat your food. Like, we are not your servants, we are not your slaves. Noise me, like, it's annoying. That's the thing. They bring in culture, I'm like, there's different cultures I like, you shouldn't be mixing it or saying, it. this is fact, like, do this, do, do this,
2: do that. Okay, oh, this is so perfect <laughs> that you just said that because I, I have an aunt and she's Muslim, but I don't think she's the same type of Muslim that you are and I think it's more of like the, like came out of the '60s with the civil rights activists. Mm-hmm. I, I know I'm what you're listening. talking about. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's yeah. like very like, I'll I'll just I just call it like the the black Muslim as far as like yeah. American one because I know it's completely <laughs> different from. <the> Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like it's completely different, and it's just weird because they. My aunt, she's going to be very homophobic and she can be very racist basically towards white people saying she don't want to go, she don't want to travel to any white countries. All she wants to do is go to Africa. I know she identifies as Muslim, but I know it's not the same type. It's like a Malcolm X Muslim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm like, it's crazy. But her now husband that she has, like every time he says he's hungry, she's she brings him a snack. He's like, um, oh, Thirsty, she brings some water. And she, mind you, she's a, a character, so she's the type of woman that's not gonna want to bring you your snack because mm-hmm. she you. She's gonna be like, "Get up yourself," but because she is, I guess she feel like she's tied to that Muslim label and. I guess somewhere in there it has it that the woman must cater to her man. Then it's nope. like... <laughs> they know, bring in culture. That's, that's the thing.
3: Honestly,
0: they bring I in that mean. culture in it. It's that's not... Right.
2: Yeah. Right. I'm so glad you said that because, you know, every time I'm in that house and I see him and he's like, her name is Rashida. He's like, Rashida, bring me this. Rashida, bring me that. And she's just complaining, you know, and we get here mm-hmm. and remind you we're in a different room and she's like, why can't he go up and get his own damn snacks? I'm like, but yeah. you still do it, right? <laughs> she might as well wear a bell at this point because it seemed like she had <laughs> Yo, who,
0: I'm telling like, that
3: you, that's pick me Twitter right there.
2: Mm. This, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this really drives me crazy. I feel like it's a choice, but I'm like, I I don't know what it's tied to. Mm. And America, like, they came down for Thanksgiving because we have like a couple family members that are all part of that. I will say that you know, the Malcolm X Muslim, I don't remember mm-hmm. what the guy's name is. <laughs> And it's just very, like, it's very pro-Black. Oh, yeah, this is my Black brothers and sisters. And, you know, it's just talking a lot of nonsense. And they're like, at the table just going on. And I'm like, <laughs> like but excuse me, my brother.
0: <laughs>
2: Woke, Twitter. But, I mean, you can be pro-Black and,
0: and not anti-White. Like I, I, know I may say like a lot of shit like fuck white people, but you know what I'm saying. I don't mean that. It's like I know, we, it's like
3: I know we say we hate white people, but we don't actually hate white people. It's right, just, right. Like you know we what I'm saying? We hate men. It's like if we say we hate men. We don't actually hate them. They just,
0: they're not just not all men and not, not all white men. people. But it's just right. the
3: is that they do. They do so many things that it's just like. Like, why? Like, why do you choose to go about your life in that way? And that's, like, what makes you say I hate white people because it's, like, they just do too many fucked up things. They do too much fuckery. Like, that's exactly why. And it's not even about being prejudiced or discriminating against them, but it's it's just, I don't even know. It's how to ignorance think. and the lack of regard for Black and people of color. Exactly. And I think it's and rooted in to to education. Be that way. They choose to be that way, so they have all the resources. They have education. All the resources. They have all the resources. They have all the things that they can do to be educated, and they still choose to be ignorant. But honestly, it's not just white people because white Latinx people also do the same thing. Like, they're not yep. privileged and they choose to be ignorant about- And they Asian disregard
0: people. Afro-Latinas.
3: Exactly, and they disregard the other complete side of the Latinx community. I think people of, I'll just say like lighter skin tones, like people who have white privilege, they don't understand that they have all the resources to not be a dumbass and they still choose to be a
2: dumbass. <laughs> right? (laughs) right
3: but
0: we still have to get into that conversation of there's a difference between race ethnicity nationality because sometimes just how you say we blend cultural and religion people blend all three and oh i can say you're black no i'm latina sis you can be black and latina at the same (laughs) time
3: there's black latinx people like come on thank
0: you Okay. Wellness. I know like Melinda, you're the queen on wellness. Can you
1: Aw, you're sweet. Am I though? (laughs) Yeah. Listen, I just try to explore I don't claim to be an expert by any means, but I consider myself seasoned. I mean I try to expose myself to different tools and different Spaces and just the trial and error of it all just to become my best self in however way you define wellness because I think it's important to kind of not categorize it because I think it takes on different forms with different people. But, you know, for me, I think wellness is carving out time for me to have quiet time. So waking up at seven and I usually, I'm an early riser so I mean I find myself waking up, that's nice. (laughs) I I naturally just like rise. I always say like I rise with the sun so it's just like me and the sun chilling, like I have my cup of coffee I usually whip out a journal and you know I'm just kind of giving my writing down my, I'm a huge uh, advocate for affirmations and prose and just filling your head with those positive things and it's really gotten me through tough times. So I mean, I just literally write my heart out. I'm a pretty active person. So I think wellness for me also is eating healthy, eating things that make me feel good, being active as much as possible. I mean, we're all quarantined. So I mean, on really nice days, I'll go for a run or do my little home workout if I, I feel, if I feel up to it and positive podcasts I mean shout out to positive podcasts I mean like I think one of my favorite pastimes is uh, plugging my airpods in and listening to podcasts while cleaning or organizing or something like that keeping myself busy overall I think it's just fine-tuning ways to be your most authentic positive self and whatever that looks like because it'll look different for every person
0: So why is wellness such an important factor in your life? And why should it be an important factor in other people's lives?
1: I was thinking about this before when you brought up the topic. I think health, wellness, religion, and and spirituality, sometimes they are interwoven within each other because they oftentimes feel like wellness, people can find wellness through spirituality mm. and spirituality through wellness. So for instance, spirituality through wellness, sometimes wellness is our people's religions. They, you know, wake up every day. They have a set routine. They are all about about good vibes and good energy, whether it's like practicing, they could start their day every day, not praying to a God per se, but really focusing on the universe and transmitting good energy. I think some people define it as herbalism. There's, I think to a certain degree, astrology could be really healing for people in the sense that they kind of identify or see themselves in different aspects of it. I think in general, wellness is really important because it's, I think it's rooted in self-discipline, self-discovery, and no one's gonna advocate for you like you are. The health is also woven into wellness. So, I mean, I'm my most well if I have my own mental check-ins, I do them daily. I also have weekly check-ins with a therapist. That is very important to me. Wellness is, you know, putting good things into my body so I can feel good and be active in not only my life, my family's lives and other people's lives. I think it's just rooted in positive headspace and doing things that are gonna put you in a healthy space to you know get from point a to point b i think we're living in a self-care movement where we're seeing a lot of you know flat tummy tees and your weighted blanket ads on instagram but you know it's i don't i think like self-care consumerism it's not it's not bad it's it's it does work don't get me wrong it does work for some people and good for them um Mm. no shade but i think overall it's, it's sometimes we just do it without even thinking about it now there's just labels it's advocating for yourself and your happiness like point blank
0: period period okay period <laughs> <laughs> you did bring up astrology and I know I have some experts on astrology here why is <laughs> astrology so important to your lives Where we, you we all
1: share our signs yes yes, yes. we know that again
0: okay <laughs> So, I'm a Leo. That's all I know. I don't know about rising, moon, whatever. I just know I'm, I'm a Leo. I got you. <laughs> we will oh, with the professional chart. The- right
3: just wait. <laughs> just wait. Um, I'm a uh, Cancer, Rising Cancer, uh, Moon and Taurus, and Sun and Cancer.
0: Wait, are you writing
1: wow, this, You're a triple, you're a triple, <laughs> oh, no. uh, triple cancer, <laughs> but I have
3: a Taurus. So I'm like a Cancer and a Taurus because a lot of my planets are aligned in Taurus. Like if you see my birth chart, it's like half Taurus, half Cancer. So I feel like I am outgoing Cancer. I
0: love I that. I don't understand. That's like, so. I don't understand what any of what you just said about like food <laughs> rising. I don't know.
3: People think it's such a joke, but it's so interesting because It tells you, like, literally aspects of your personality that you didn't even know existed. Because for me personally, I know I'm a Cancer in certain ways, but I didn't always identify with descriptions of the sign because I'm not a homebody. I don't like being alone. Like, I'm a very social butterflies so when I discovered the birth chart and the different uh planet alignments it started making more sense to me and I started feeling like okay this is something that I feel like it, it's more me so I mm-hmm. think for other people it just kind of lets them identify with different things you know
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you explain that so well it deals with the houses it goes into the moon like your emotions your rising how people see you and then it's like the planet, the different planets, and then, like, where they are, too. You could have, like, a Neptune in your eighth house or, like, whatever, whatever. That all goes into, like, the traits of yourself and maybe how you can be or just kind of explain a little bit more about you or about somebody else. So it's just interesting to see and compare how that relates to what you read to how that actual person is. Mm-hmm. and to kind of see that. Wait, um, a ask. lot of
1: people just go off of Wait,
2: their sign. Yeah, that? exactly. That, too. Wait, what did you just say, Aja? You're what? Oh, I'm a Gemini moon and sun, and I'm a Sagittarius rising.
0: Ooh. Wait, <laughs> Ooh.
3: what's
2: rising, what's moon, and what's sun?
3: Moon. I know your moon is like where your personality is. Like your, your-, your sun is, again, I'm not an like,
1: astrology expert. Like, feel free to chime in. But the way that I understand it, and it's like very interesting to me, your sun is your core identity. It's the way that you kind of identify yourself. I understand the moon is your emotional self. emotional So kind of like how the, I guess maybe the way that you are behind closed doors, like it's just like your innermost emotional self. And your rising sign is the way that other people see you. So it may not be the way that you see yourself, but it's the way that other people see you. So I could give you an example. I'm a Scorpio sun. I have a lot of Scorpio in my chart. Oh, um, a <laughs> a ah. we, get a, we get a bad rep, but we're good people, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we're good people, man. Also you know, explain
0: that water and fire and, all, and air oh, and yeah, all that elements. That's, that's a good
1: segue, too. So I'm a Scorpio sun, a Scorpio mm-hmm. moon, but my rising is in Gemini. And <laughs> <Are you> I...
0: <laughs> I <laughs>
1: I don't, I mean, I've had this conversation with people and they're like, how could you think that? I don't really self-identify as an extroverted person. I think at my core, I'm very introverted. I just happen to be in an extroverted industry or being an extroverted, being in an extroverted space with a lot of extroverts. I'm adaptable in that way, I think, because my rising is in Gemini and Gemini you could speak on this.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. Gemini, they're very like top line characteristics. Very intellectual, like intellectual conversations all day, every day. Like a chatterbox. Very personable, friendly. If you're like in a room with a Gemini, they will definitely be that person working the room, making sure they're talking to everyone. Do you want to add anything, Ajahn? Gemini's gonna. Um, I would just add
2: the adaptability.
1: Yeah. So that's an example of, you know, like I see myself as someone who's very centered, you know, very uh, kind of not quiet, but I just see myself, I think centered is just like the right word. A lot going on around me and I could totally be in it, but I could just be calm, observant. That's just, I think, but like my rising sign allows me to be perceived as someone who is like all up in it, like very active and talkative and. Yeah, so it's interesting. I suggest you, the app is called CoStar if you don't yes, have it. Yeah, good app. are oh you know. going <laughs> um, to run
2: down to? <laughs>
1: basically, if, basically, all you need is your birthday information. So you plug in your name, your birthday. What you will probably need probably from, if you don't have your birth certificate, I would just like ask your mom or something like what time you were born. The time you're born is indicative of the way that the sky is aligned, which makes your chart. So you need that piece of information and then your chart will be shown and then it'll explain like what everything means, like houses, like it probably does not mean anything to you right now, but if you plug it in, it'll explain it to you. Yeah, he's really good
3: at that, that when they give you your birth chart, it doesn't just give it to you. It explains every single part of what your birth chart is, like why your son is in this or like why you're in this. It gives you a lot of details on that.
2: Exactly. Cafeastrology.com is also a good one. That one runs down everything through all your houses, like the whole nine. If you want to go to website.
3: It's very important to notice that the for the signs, like men and women are different. Like for example, Gemini men get a bad rep. Propio yeah. men also get a bad rep.
0: And I can't stand Leo men, I'm sorry.
3: But yeah, Leo <laughs> men, they also get a bad rep. But like, for example, women, me personally, my sign cannot stand Libras. Like Libra men are not a good match for me, but I get along with Libra women. You know what I mean? Like I can get along mm-hmm. with Libra women very well. So it just depends. Like, like men and women, it depends on like how they interact with their sign and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was afraid to download co-star because I don't like something telling me what to do and what to be. So I was afraid. Of if advice. You don't want to listen to that. Oh, yeah. I don't know because I see like everybody starts to align their life to what co-star is telling, like how their day is. Well, co-star says my day is about to suck, so I guess my day is about to suck. Yeah, I, I
1: know, I know exactly what you're saying. For mm-hmm. me, I don't. I look at astrology As I I, again. Like it. I think astrology. I don't follow it like to the T. I I think it's an interesting way. I think there's a lot of coincidences if you really understand your chart in the way that you know yourself because you will see a lot of <laughs> crossover you'll see yourself in a lot of the way that they explain your zodiac sign but i think there's a difference between zodiac signs and horoscopes uh. so like horoscopes will tell you maybe today's not a bad day or maybe today's a bad day to make an investment it, it'll uh. say things like that which are kind of like meant to be attached or reflective of your sign and maybe like the way that the stars are aligning but I think what may be interesting for you is just to focus on your chart horoscopes aside like I personally don't really pay much attention to horoscopes like
3: yeah, I think right.
1: maybe I, your planets are indicative of certain things. So like your Venus is, for example, like a, a, the planet of love. So whatever sign you're in, in that planet is the way that you perhaps love yourself, how you love others. Like it's just like an interesting tool to use if you want to like dig a little deeper and explore something that maybe you didn't think of before.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people take astrology off the ass though like because <laughs> I feel like astrology is a guide it's a guide for yeah. you to know yourself more deeply and to know other people more deeply than they know themselves but then there's people who are like oh I'm not gonna date or have friends who are this and this and that because it's <laughs> bad or whatever like people are not their birth charts like people have different personalities and I think that the birth chart is nice to have as like the the ice the, the tip of the iceberg, right? But then the person is different in itself. So right. I personally love astrology. I think it's really fun. I think it's it's a really interesting guide to like yourself. Mm-hmm. But I think it's not like the whole cake. Like you have to get like it's just the icing, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. And like people's experiences also tie into how they are too. So it's, you can go like straight off of what you read. Right. <laughs> you know, horoscopes. But also, nothing about CoStar, if you add other people, you can kind of see, they try to match up, like, your chart to theirs, and they can kind of tell you two might relate based on, like, your rising sun, moon, Jupiter, Saturn, Mercury, all that. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of They tell
3: cool. you, like, how compatible you guys are, and it give
2: yeah. you details. I'm like, that part is really cool.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, At least it's,
1: like, overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like... <laughs>
0: Wow. Okay. Brahima, uh, you don't like astrology? Oh no, I don't really even know anything. I don't I, I just know that I'm a Capricorn and that's it. I love Capricorns. <laughs> Capricorns are cool. They're just very
3: direct. And they tell you like it
0: is. <laughs> really? Yeah. No. Sometimes, but like I'm um, sometimes like that, but like other times I don't know. Like not like that. Sure. Mm. So yeah. what is the fire air or water? It just sign?
3: it just has to do with the four elements. So it's like earth signs, water signs, fire signs and air signs. I only know much about I only know about the water sign because that's my sign. It's just basically like Pisces Cancer and Scorpio, Mm -hmm. and it just has to do with like how adaptable and how they get adjusted to their environment and like the fluidity of their emotions. Basically, like they identify a lot with like the moon and the water. I'm a very big like moon person. I believe a lot in the power of the moon because I'm a water sign, and like you are automatically attracted to like the beach or like the pool, the waves, the ocean, all that. Like it just automatically makes us more fluid, I guess.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. So I just Google search what sign is a Leo, and it says it, I belong to the fire element, mm-hmm. along with Aries and Sagittarius. Fire signs are big, bouncy show-offs with equally big ideas and even bigger hearts. Lovable Leos are famously known for their exuberance, loyalty, and self-confidence. Yeah,
1: there you go. So basically the elements are reflective of the group of zodiac signs that are I guess most alike Mm -hmm. so I mean just adding on to water signs like water signs are typically more of like the empathetic emotional intuitive really deep thinking signs as opposed to maybe like an earth sign that is more grounded or more of like a realist kind of personality things like that Mm -hmm.
0: is a Taurus an earth sign Yes. Okay, because that's my dad, so I can <laughs> see that. I can see that a lot. <laughs> so see,
3: like I'm an Earth and Water sign because I'm a Taurus and a Cancer, so like it kind of goes together.
2: Some mm-hmm. air and fire. So like air signs are usually, usually very like adaptable, kind of like go with the flow. Because it's like you mm-hmm. think of the element like how it is. Um, mm-hmm. And then they can be a loop sometimes, you know, not really paying attention sometimes, but it, I feel like it depends, but not really like attached. I think that's the word, not like attached to things, but I feel like it depends on what it is, depending on which sign. Cause I know like Aquariuses can be known as not being very emotionally attached.
1: There's like a idea out there about like cusps like not just being in a within a zodiac sign, but being a zodiac cusp. So I am born. So my birthday is October twenty fourth, and okay. Libra
3: ends on the twenty third. So I'm considered a Libra Scorpio uh, well, Libra cusp. Twenty first, no. The Libra ends on the twenty first or the twentieth. I thought it ended on the twenty third because no, it always I, ends on the twentieth or the twenty
1: first. I I think depending where you look, they the dates might be like a little before a little after i've always understood that i was like a libra scorpio cusp so i always thought that was kind of interesting and just generally like the blend of different elements kind of you know make your personality more robust or you know it gives you like a a blend of different characteristics that make you who you are
2: i agree with that i feel like i was i consider myself on the cusp of like taurus and gemini that's it (laughs) Go ahead, Aja. I'm on the cusp of Taurus and Gemini. I'm May 25th. So I'm like, I might be three or four days in, but I still consider that, you know, a part of my Oh, self. your
1: birthday's coming up. Happy early birthday. Happy <laughs> early birthday. I'm sorry you That's had a
3: quarantine.
1: Birthday.
2: Hopefully, we're not in <laughs> quarantine by then. I'm really, I'm trying to be outside, you know, <laughs> living my best life and somewhere warm.
3: Listen, guys, 2020 is
2: canceled. Hmm. can't do we because I still got plans <laughs> <laughs> like
1: I think it, like your energy you'd kind of just click with certain people or you could even attract certain people too
2: I agree with that completely okay
0: so <laughs> sun in Leo moon in Cancer hey. ascendant in Virgo Mercury in Cancer, Venus in Leo, Mars in Cancer, Jupiter in Gemini, Saturn in Taurus, Uranus in Aquarius, Neptune in Aquarius, Pluto in Sagittarius.
1: Actually a really interesting chart. Similar to my sister who is a Gemini, she also has Leo and Cancer and those are really I don't want to say they're the extremes of each other, the description of they're very like outgoing, bubbly people, like, whereas cancer, they're kind of, oh, no, they're the water sign, but they're a very like emotive, like they're just like a very emotional sign. And maybe like, I mean, I don't know, maybe the cancer should speak on this, but like, they're kind, they're kind of like extremes in a way, but you're probably a very, that's probably reflective of
3: you being very balanced. So cancers are like, so, they're supposed to be like very emotional signs and we're very nurturing. We care a lot in general. Like we feel what other people are feeling. We're very intuitive, empathetic. When a cancer knows something, it's usually because that's what it is. They're nice when you approach them, but they're kind of antisocial. Like they care more about being by themselves <laughs> and being more in their own little hovel. They care more about being comfortable yeah. in the home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like they care more about making their own space be for them then they care about entertaining other people
0: mm, okay I yeah I totally see that um yeah I totally see that even though <laughs> that's why I call myself an extrovert introvert because I like people you know I like to talk to people and everything but once I'm home I don't want to talk to nobody
1: <laughs>
3: Exactly. <laughs> we
1: talk about like extrovert introvert a lot the term I understand the term to be ambivert when you find yourself, you're kind of in the middle. You could do your day to day socializing, but you really find yourself being a homebody and kind of just enjoying your own company. I think most people would agree they're kind of like, you know, they could kind of go either way. I would say I'm an ambivert as well with, like, heavy introvert tendencies. No, I'm mm. a heavy
0: As we're wrapping up, can any of you just give your last
2: take on how we can peacefully coexist in this society? I feel like just being more open-minded to understanding other people um, and being open to just hearing what people have to say instead of being like, oh no, everything has to be this certain way. It was hard on their ideals. If people are more open and if they mind their business, then, you know, I feel like it could be a bit better. You know, people could coexist more. We just understand where everybody's coming from and be accepting that not everybody has to be the same or follow the same ideals.
3: Not everybody is you. That's why there's only one of you because it's just you. You're very unique And like everybody else Everybody else is unique as well Like Just because you think of something Or feel something Doesn't mean everybody else Feels the same way You know It's all about Being mindful That it's not just you That there's other people And that there is you But like it's okay. You just have to be more accepting of the space that you're in and the other people that are in the space that you're sharing them with. Cause like earth is, that's what earth is. It's just a big floating rock in the middle of nowhere. And we have to coexist with each other. So we got to figure out a way to coexist until our sun burns out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Period. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Melinda?
1: I think it, where it starts is actually wanting. It's like the want, to be as open-minded as possible you have to want to understand other people's perspectives you want to um, learn how you can you know advance in society or help people along their journeys you want to learn how to and learn and be open to helping yourself on your own journey I think being open minded is like the first step to be to coexisting and Uh, Just understanding in general that we can learn so much from each other. And I think a lot of the times it's our egos and our conditioning that gets in the way of that. And it's such a shame because we could be having dialogues like this, like all the time that really changes the narrative of people coming from different places, but believing and coming to the same conclusions that goes for different belief systems in terms of like health, wellness, like I I'm a huge advocate for mental check-ins like all day, every day. Whatever you feel uh, and believe in, like if something is placed in your heart where you feel like you're not yourself, like it's take that nudge to really dig deeper and try to uncover unconscious experiences or feelings that you have within yourself because it'll serve you your entire life and give you the space to be really present in your life and other people's lives. In addition to that, just be open-minded to the trial and error of all the fun things in in health and wellness. It doesn't always have to be so uh, deeply rooted. I mean, like, if you are on a fitness journey and you don't know where to start, go for a walk. Just get moving, get active, do your research, connect with people who may, you know, have tried products that could potentially work for you or like um, can connect tees. you.
0: Flat tummy yeah,
1: like. <laughs> Flat, if you're trying to lose this lower belly weight, like, flat teas may work for you. <laughs> I mean, like, just be open, connect, uh, be vocal, reach out, educate yourself. Just go into it with open arms and
0: your true self.
1: Because everyone is going through the very similar, if not the same thing.
0: I agree with what everyone said. People shouldn't be ignorant. You should learn, try To understand the other side, what other people think, their beliefs. To build positive relationships that add to their lives and other people's lives. Because that's the thing. That's social wellness. Being able to maintain positive relationships with others and yourselves. So then we could coexist peacefully. Thank you so much. You all for talking with me on this important topic. I wish you nothing but the best. And hopefully we make it through this quarantine. I <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> <free us> <laughs>
0: can't take this anymore. Thanks for chatting with me today. I do enjoy our talks. If you liked or didn't like what you heard, I would like to hear from you. So submit a rating and a review. If you want to talk, share a book, or a PSA, email me at theconcretediaries at gmail.com or thegram at theconcretediaries. Look, I'm proud of you for making it this far, and I know you'll make the distance. Remember, we aren't given what we can't handle. So keep reading and keep blooming from the concrete. I'll see you in the next one.